0: we have high moments of stress and of chaos, we can easily define that as, and we look then for the partners in which we can co-create these cycles and we call it passion. And when that goes away and or if it doesn't exist and we have a calm, grounded, secure partner on the other side of us, oh, this person's boring, right? What is this? This isn't love. And before long, I'm looking to create that same. So it's, I think, both. It's us, we've become familiar with how we feel in certain states. And we've then become familiar with dynamics that are co-created. And before long, we continue to seek, and I call that the trauma bond cycle, that I think we all find ourselves in. We seek that point of familiarity, that cycle, the way we know ourselves and others, until, of course, we become conscious of all these patterns and begin to embody the new choices. Because it's not enough just to read the book. It's not enough just to have very well-meaning friends that are saying, hey, here's that same dynamic again, like run for the hills. We actually have to teach our body and our nervous system a quite literal new state or a new way of being so that over time, what we're calling boredom, right, can actually be redefined. And I used to find myself doing this. I used to proclaim how bored I was all of the time in absence of this stimulation only to realize that, oh, that's what peace and stillness and calmness and security feels like. So there's a lot of relearning, relabeling, and it's not just in our mind. It's actually in our body, too.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I remember I was home a few years ago and at my house, it was a lot of mental illness, just inconsistency, a lot of stonewalling, you know, all these things. And I remember I was home recently. It was like a few years ago and I was just sitting there and I'm like, I'm so comfortable right now. I was like, I feel great. <laughs> and then I was like, and also I have, I'm self-erasing. I'm not speaking at all. I'm like not sharing who I am. And I was just, it was such a funny thing because I'm like, this is my Not my worst self, but this is like my least sparkly, most muted, most dull, most like non-existent erased self. And then I was literally sitting on the couch like, I'm so peaceful right now. (laughs) Like it was like this weird... Uh. I literally, I was like, I'm just going to sit at this dinner table, not say a word, not let anyone know what's anything going on with my life. Just completely like, it was just such a weird thing. And I was like, this is that where I'm like, oh, I'm so comfortable. This feels so familiar but yet it's not for my highest good. It's not for my like growth. It's not for like the most expanded version of myself. And then there's obviously versions of that in relationship that we can experience where it's like, this is incredibly comfortable. And that was an experience I had in my relationships, which was for me to self-abandon and make it all about the other person because I'm an interviewer. I ask questions. I'm curious. I love people. I'm... So it always be on them. And I would protect myself and not show intimacy or vulnerability by making it all about them. And so I would just do that in my relationships and, you know, it's like a hard pattern to get out of. But when you talk about the the trauma bond cycle and the spark, when we're looking to relationships or dating, if someone's about to go dating, should they be looking for a spark or is that going to be a trauma bond? I mean, I think
0: ultimately depends. When yeah. we meet someone, there are chemicals that, you know, do get involved in the mix. And there's an excitement and oxytocin and dopamine and all of that that happens that produces that very naturally will happen, whether it's a trauma bond or not, that will produce what one could call a spark. I think what is most important, and again, I touch on this in this concept of empowerment consciousness, is to be a conscious being in that relationship building Process, mm-hmm. right? Because so many of us sit across from someone and are, right? Much like you, I'm very much relating, Chris, to this idea of it's about, why do you think I became a therapist? Oh, yeah,
1: what do you mean? It wasn't about
0: me at all. And I was so good at it, right? I, I would was crush. never, right? <laughs> at anything I was thinking or feeling, uh-huh. I would note it and then be like, oh, back to you, back mm-hmm. to you. And at those same family dinner tables, I was tending and performing yep. and making sure that my mom was cared for in the way that she needed to be cared for. and Facilitating. Right. And, and yeah, there wasn't a lull in the conversation. Yes. And again, though it wasn't anything deep that I was sharing. So I continued that same sort of pattern of performing. And I think what is so important is to just be that awareness, know, right? Kind of be that observer in those moments where if you are someone who is attracted or familiar, I should say, with Sparks and explosions, we should call them more than a spark, right? And this chaos and this stress, right? Being the active participant. So, not only being aware that, oh, wait, there's someone else here and I'm here as well. And it's not just about me making sure that they want a second date with me. It's also about me tuning into, well, how do I feel when I'm exchanging with this person? You know, are we sharing interests? Are we sharing values? Are we looking for life that goes in the similar direction or the similar path, right? Inserting me. And then again, being that same conscious being and determining, okay, well, how do you make me feel, right? And again, becoming familiar enough with our own patterns that we can begin to differentiate what is the spark of a new, interesting, exciting possibility for a future together or what is what are those explosions, right? Those moments where I'm just so familiar, right, with these high adrenaline moments or these roller coasters or even this unpredictability where I don't know. How I stand with you, for some of us, right, that's attractive because that's what's familiar. We maybe didn't know how we stood with our core caregivers in our childhood. So when we have that awareness, when I kind of like to describe when we turn those lights on, because there isn't, again, a formula where, oh, this is how you know if it's a spark. This is how you know if it's a trauma bond pattern. It's really about knowing ourselves enough and being that conscious participant in all of outside of even our relationships, in my opinion, in each moment of our life. Because again, we're all looking for guidance, right? We want to know what is the path for me? What is the relationship for me? What should I do next? And a lot of us look outside, right, for these prescriptive ways, or even we become, you know, very grounded in maybe our habitual patterns, right? The things that work in terms of caring for my body today, though the reality of it is we don't actually know. The uncertainty begins in this now moment. We don't know what comes next. We're all in an aging body that's going to have different needs at different developmental times. Our emotions shift and change. I can make an argument every 90 seconds if we allow them to physiologically, if we don't continue to live them on in our mind. Of course, some people live in emotions from decades ago. And so to actually attune to that guidance, it really is a moment to moment decision where we're dropping in. We're noticing what we're thinking, how much of it is habitual. We're noticing what we're feeling in our body because emotions can guide us right? If we allow them to be those guiding moments, not emotions that we've lived on for decades to come.
1: Yeah, I loved in the book how, I mean, I've known this, but it's just the reminder that emotions can last 90 seconds, which is so important for not only relationships, but things outside. And it's just such a Yeah, it's such a powerful thing for people that can be afraid of big emotions. I think I was someone that was Mm -hmm. afraid of feeling big emotions, of really experiencing and being in them. But there's one thing within relationships, and I'm curious your thoughts. And, you know, again, within this, a lot of it is like exploring nuance because there isn't a black and white with a lot of it. You know, is it a spark? Is it a trauma Mm -hmm. bomb? Like We don't even really know. But it was interesting in my relationship because I was in the last year – just really turning myself inside out, like what am I responsible for? And I'm responsible for all of it and I'm responsible for none of it, 50%, whatever. And it was interesting to kind of explore what about the relationship that we're co-creating is something that I should change about how I'm showing up and what about it is like, just this relationship container and I guess what is your experience in like for people that are listening that are in a tough situation potentially in their relationship and they're like how do I know what is mine obviously we want people to be empowered to take responsibility for them and how do I know what isn't mine is there a way to be able to tell like this is me I'm bringing this energy to the relationship or this is them they're bringing this and I should potentially leave or move on or something like that
0: yeah, I think ultimately, again, being aware of our energy, our shifts, our changes, when we have those resources, when we don't, right, creating the safety in the space, communicate so that we can be in that that grounded presence. I keep highlighting that because, again, that's where I believe our connection Powers. to our heart mm-hmm. you know, lie. That's where our intuition lie. Mm-hmm. That's where we become that compassionate creature that we're all capable of being, where we can put our needs, kind of defer them, delay them get them met elsewhere, meet them for ourselves if we do want to choose to show up for someone else. Um, So being energetically connected is incredibly important, as is understanding where our boundaries are, right? So if I do continue to show up in a way that is required of this container, right, so that you can feel, how will that be for me over time? How does it feel for me over time? If I continue especially if it's squashing our natural like you were sharing earlier right our natural
1: expression who we naturally are thank you so much for tuning in to morning microdose by almost 30 we hope you enjoyed waking up as always we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest if you enjoyed this trip tune into the full episode on the almost 30 podcast All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at morningmicrodose and follow Almost 30 at almost30podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.